I hate that. <gasps> <laughs> it scared me. It's still early. <laughs> it's not early, I know, but. What time did you get up? I think about eight. Well, out of bed at that point. But I was up before then. Woke up at 5.20 automatically trying to sleep. You gonna do an intro? No. Again? Do you wanna do one? No. Okay. Alright, so this is the third podcast. One day before two full weeks being out here. And we are having quite the day today to where, and I was thinking about it, like, is it our lack of patience being out here? Like, is that wearing on us or is it just one of those days where everything's going wrong? And I think it's the latter. I think so too. I don't think it's the lack of patience. It's Because like, I think we both have impeccable patience for the most part. For the most part. Until you really get on my nerves. <laughs> Today has been rough. My my example, I'm just gonna bellyache here. This this is just like one minute example of everything that's been happening today. Two weeks in, is we can talk about the spider bite or whatever bite I have right now. But I was getting back in bed. I got my ice pack. I finally got my foot elevated above my body. The ice pack's on. I lean back and I go to look for my phone. I can't find it. I'm looking around everywhere. I move my elbow and it hits my elbow right in the perfect spot to make my entire hand go numb through my funny bone. And I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> and you're in the bathroom like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. What about you? Do you have an example of how today's going? Yeah. I mean, there were a few things that just kept happening that was like wearing down my patience and increasing my irritation. And finally I got sat down with my, with my coffee. This is so funny because these are such minimal things. That I feel like normally wouldn't phase us at all. But I don't know what it is about this morning. But anyway, I finally sat down with my coffee, which I had to wait for. Because you kept heating up water for your foot. For your hot compress. For my bite. For your bite, which we'll get into. Um, and then finally sit down with my coffee. And I go to take a drink. And it's as I'm bringing it up to my mouth, the, or the computer charger fell off of the damn ledge and hit my head while I was trying to get a drink and my coffee was so full that then I had burning coffee <laughs> going down my elbow and I was like are you kidding me like, what are the chances that it happens right there I right mean that's then. how everything's yeah. been going this morning so if we seem a little curt I think we're good I think we're good yeah we we are it's just very oh, cautiously that was Akilah's head <laughs> Akilah's Trying to nose her way in because we sectioned off this area so we didn't have any pups knocking over cameras, knocking over copies because we're just having one of those days. But besides, I, I feel like, honestly, I it actually is good to start the podcast like this because this last week has been a shit show week. Yeah, it has been. Everything from the solar panels having a quarter to a half inch sheet of solid ice. Mm-hmm. To my ladder breaking and me almost falling off. Luckily, I was able to hold on to the side of the bus and jump advantageously. To my bite. To what What else? Like, there's just been gear breaking down. The power shut off and mm -hmm. wouldn't charge the generator because it got too low and too cold. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it, there, it's just been a week of nonstop issues yeah. there's like been work stuff like for me lost footage and not being able to retrieve stuff and crap on that end too it's just like one thing after the other this week but maybe we start with the solar panels because that was a big thing that happened this week as far as like weather in general yeah because we <laughs> as a dog jumps over kobach back are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Back. Go. Back to the weather. There was a there was news of a big storm coming through and we were supposed to be hit really hard. So we did everything that we could to prep for a blizzard. Um, but then it actually didn't end up hitting us as hard as as you know as anticipated. 
But what did happen instead is that a warm front kind of came through with it. So the first day, which we, we should have just gotten a bunch of snow, but the first day was rainy, sleety, um, just kind of like warm, weird snow weather. And then the storm came through when the weather dropped the next day or when the temperature dropped the next day. So then we got a bunch of snow and freezing, you know, temperatures. So that really accumulated on the solar panels on both the van and the bus, but the bus was significantly worse, I think, because of so much space underneath the solar panels. Like they're not insulated at all underneath where mine are directly on my van. And I think there's just <clears throat> more service area for it to collect. Yeah, that too. To where like try like I feel like me trying to get to those panels versus you being able to get on top of your van and be yeah. right over them and get the angles. Yeah. That was night and day difference. And my van is not level, so the water did run off. Right. Which Whereas was nice. These guys it was you know, the bus like is perfectly yeah. yeah. It, it's not perfectly flat right now, but it's fairly close. So it, it, it's weird because I think as, cause it wasn't like the panels were flat and the ice was flat on it. Like it was raised mm -hmm. above the side of the panel. So what must happen, it started to freeze probably. And then it just continuously kept collecting and collecting and the snow went over top and just froze it solid. Yeah. So this kind of leads into the bite. So basically what happened was I went to clean the panels cause we're about to get our first sunny day since we've been out here, like that's what the weather called for. Like actually having some sun, get some power into the panels. We basically had the inverters on charge only so we can retain as much power as possible, only use the batteries for lights. And then if our laptops are dead and our battery boxes are dead, we'll plug our laptops in, mm -hmm. plug our camera batteries. We have to have that for work, right? So I was up there with a spatula trying to scape off the ice and of course we didn't think about this beforehand <laughs> right i mean who would have thought that and if you are listening to this thinking about the icers or windshield wiper fluid and all that stuff don't do it i did some research on it because that was my first thought and basically the seals that seal around the panels to keep water from getting in that stuff is very corrosive to that and if you read the labels of windshield wiper fluid and de-icer it's some gnarly stuff so so also just super toxic to be using. Super toxic, breathing. especially just going down the side of the bus and yeah. where the dogs are running around, like just not worth it. So I'm up there with my little spatula. Plastic, it, by the way, plastic yeah. spatula. <laughs> plastic spatula. That thing breaks and well, a corner of it break broke and it's the only spatula we have because we didn't buy, we were talking about buying another one. We never bought one. <laughs> so we have one spatula, a little corner breaks and I'm like, nope. So we're going to have to figure something else out. And I think by that time, it's when I took my walk or I may have already had the spider bite. Cause Wait, but you have to also talk about the ladder at this point, too. Yeah, because you're, you're right. So I had this this collapsible ladder I've had for like four years. Like I had that ladder doing the roof raise. It's like bus. one of those that's a telescoping ladder kind right. of where it can collapse and then it kind of telescopes up. Right. So I've been using that for four years at least. I've, I've had that thing. No issues at all made a specific little cubby above my fridge that it could hold so I can get to the roof deck. Perfectly fine. In the middle of this ice bullshit, <laughs> I'm up there scraping and I feel something move and I thought it just settled in the snow. And then all of a sudden, it just all collapsed. And luckily I had one hand because I was scraping like this for leverage actually because it wasn't even like, oh, this thing's going to break. I was just getting leverage holding my body in a certain way to scrape off the ice and this is with the spatula and all of a sudden the ladder just collapses underneath me and I'm like holding on by one hand my foot's cramping up because I already had the bite at this time so my leg has been cramping up randomly because of the bite this leg's cramping up I have to go to my left hand then I have to switch hands so I'm just like looking because the ladder's down there there's hay bales down there I'm like I don't want to break my ankle up here like this like if I land wrong I can roll my ankle break my ankle I need to find a good spot to land there's just shit everywhere on the ground there's no good option so finally my hands are cramping up a little bit like I, it was probably you watched the video because i have it on video but <laughs> like there was a good 30 45 seconds where i'm like looking back and forth trying to find the best option finally i jump it's fine i'm good but then we're out of ladder too mm -hmm. so there's no way to get to the roof deck to finish cleaning the ice and so then this... I have to boost him up through the emergency exit, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a little kid getting on a playground set. Yeah, it was, it's tricky because 
what what happens is with the emergency exit, it's really thin, so you can't rotate your elbows to push yourself up. Mm. So even when you do this, like you have to keep your elbows in, and you can't get leverage. It's like doing a muscle up. It, it's like a muscle up from completely hanging. Right. And not having a flat bar and just having a little rim of an yeah. emergency exit. It's it. I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm not as physically strong as I once was. Hopefully, we get back to working out out here. But <laughs> there, there, there was no way to rotate my body up and out of that. And so, yeah, I had to have a boost up. And then we started the kettles a little bit. We'd just get boiling water, pour on the ice, and then that would help a little bit. Which leads into the bite. I think that pretty much covers the panels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it was just a shit show. Yeah. Dealing with those panels. So if we move on to the bite. So I go for a walk, catch some Pokemon. I come back. I'm like, man, my leg is bruised because it was right at my boot line. And what I thought it was, because it felt as though my sock had fallen down and the top of my boot was rubbing on my leg for a while. It just felt like an abrasion. It felt like a little bit of a bruise. And I was like, ah, oh, that's nothing. So later that night, and this is before the panels, this is before the panels froze over. It was one or two days before. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so I come back, I mention it to you, you take a look at it, you're like, no, that's absolutely a bite. By that time, it's about that big. It's about uh, a silver dollar yeah. size. Very small. And then you can see the little like center, which would be the actual bite. And it's a little purpley, like red. The redness kind of spreads. And so when he was like, oh man, I got a bruise. And I'm like, that is... Like, what came out of my mouth was like, that's a brown recluse bite. Because I don't know of much, many many other bugs in Wisconsin that would create something quite like that. Because we don't have much, like, dangerous or venomous spiders and, and bugs and insects. So, I was like, that's a brown recluse bite. Um, not really knowing, of course. But then it got worse. It got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so, during that day where I was up scraping the panels, that's when we got back. And the look in your eyes was different than before to where you were actually worried. And on top of that, my leg was cramping involuntarily. Like I wasn't doing any heavy stuff. I'd be laying there. My leg would start cramping. And I had mental fog to the point to where I was. And like the thing is with, with it, say it is a brown recluse, this all could be placebo effect. This could be that yellow abdomen spider that... Mm -hmm that we heard of it could be anything it could be i'm having a weird reaction to some other little insect that bit me mm -hmm. not saying it's 100 percent brown recluse but the thought in the back of my mind was people having organ failure people having serious complications and it was the dichotomy of staying out here and doing the completely off grid or going into the doctor long story short i did go into the doctor well, let's, before you went into the doctor, though, we were tracing this bite. And, you know, like we mentioned, it started as like a silver dollar. And then um, it was either that evening or the next morning, the swelling was like an inch outside of that. And it's like, okay, significant, you know, change. And then it was like an inch and a half outside of that. And then it got to the point where it was up. So the bite is basically right above his ankle bone-ish. And the swelling had moved up to oh maybe just a few inches inches below your knee mm -hmm. and it's like very um clear swelling where i can like run my hand down his leg and it's like squishy soft flesh and then boom like hard swelling and so it it was like a foot of space yeah. from the top of the swelling to like the bottom and all the swelling also had traveled down his ankle to the bottom of his foot and it's still there and it's still the bottom there, yeah. of my foot but the swelling has gone down at the top because that's that's where it got for me like that day of doing the ice because I was just focused like 100% wanted to get the ice off there because the sun was coming that day and we're running low on power and we yeah. only have so much propane. So I was just focused on that. And that night, like the swelling was so bad to where it was like, yeah, this, this might be a little bit above pay grade for myself. And it was like... I definitely didn't want to leave because it's like something that we've been working towards, something I wanted to do for a long time. And it was really like, I felt like I was letting myself and you Linnea down. I felt guilty cause I was going back, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be that dude. That's like, yeah, 
yeah, we were doing this off-grid thing, so I decided not to go get it looked at, and then I lose... A leg. Yeah, like, my my knee down. So it was like, well, is that pride, is that ego, or is that just like, well, that's just the way the cookie crumbled for me. And now it's almost as though I'm here to make sure that you make it the full time, and then I'll just have a week before. <laughs> and the mental gymnastics I've been playing is we always talked about having, before we got delayed... And all the weddings and all the stuff we had to do in the fall, we always talked about doing a two-week period before we actually came out. And the way I viewed that, going to the doctor, because I also picked up some more gear, like stuff that... Like a new ladder. A, a new ladder, because we absolutely need a ladder out here. Like, I actually got a good... I think it's a Louisville ladder. I think it's what it's called. It's one of those that can either be a triangle shape or it can extend all the way out, which is way more sturdy when I'm up there working. I got ice scrapers, mm -hmm. got a couple ice scrapers, which was very helpful. Some tomato paste, some coconut milk, and one more propane tank, which I'm glad that I got that because we were having some power issues, and some popcorn kernels, like nothing major, not, nothing crazy, but just some of the odds and ends, mm -hmm. and hopefully besides Santa bringing us some stuff when your family mm -hmm. visits this Christmas. But long story short, I did go into town. It was a bittersweet, but I am glad that I went because after talking to the doctor, she was like, yeah, you absolutely need to Epsom salt this. You need to rotate it back and forth with ice packs. And I got medication for infection. Antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on antibiotics now as well, along with Epsom salt baths, icing, walking, doing a lot to just kind of like push out that swelling and you you were pretty close to the swelling going all it might have even been one day and the swelling would have gone all the way around your leg yeah and that's pretty dangerous yeah she so, said once it goes all the way around your leg that's an emergency room visit yeah and since i've been doing this routine of epsom salts and icing and walking trying to even it out mm -hmm. the swelling's gone down significantly besides the actual bite mm -hmm. and i'm hoping rainbows and unicorns i'm hoping that the Epsom salt is actually sucking that out right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that's what's happening. Because basically what I'll do is, because I have a tick bite from June that's still open. It goes back and forth. It heals and opens. So with this antibiotics, I put my foot in a bowl with Epsom salt, hot water, let my toe hopefully clean stuff out, and then I rub Epsom salt on the wound itself, then get a paper towel, dip that in the water, wrap it, and then a hot, it's hot water, then let that sit for 15 minutes and do that three times a day. Mm -hmm. And so far that's working. Yeah. But it's going to be day by day seeing what the actual wound does. Because if it is a brown recluse and my skin starts to decay, <laughs> then that'll probably be a weekly doctor's visit yeah. to get that cleaned out and packed, I assume. But we don't even know what it is. Yeah. And maybe it'll heal up and you don't have to go back. Day by day. So we were out here for a week and a half before you had to go into the, the hospital. How did it feel to be back in the grocery store? It felt very weird. Um, the gas stations weren't too bad. The hardware store wasn't bad in terms of, because that's where I got, I got more totes for our trash. We're going to have to change the composting toilet tomorrow so we don't want to just bury that. So it's going to go in a trash bag into a bin so we needed some extra bins got the ladder got a rug for you that that was all like still in the mindset of like building and prepping and tangible things like real world we need this stuff right where walking into the grocery store have my little shopping cart and i look up and it's it's the detergent aisle of all those bright colors and they're all lined up and they're all it was it was so weird being out here. It was only a week and a half. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm some mountain man. It's been out in the wilderness for years, and I'm just coming back to society. But that struck me to where I literally stopped with my cart and just stared at it, just how strange that looked. Just all that lined up, all the bright colors. Was it like, like how unnatural or like excessive it felt, or like not what? excessive? Because in my mind, it's like people need that stuff, right? But it was more of 
I don't, it, the thing is, it might not even be consumerism or anything like that. It could have just been that much color lined up in pretty rows. Yeah. Like that, that's not how it is out here. Yeah. It's, I mean, since we've been out here, we've had, I mean, honestly, two days of what you'd call sun. There's never been a full day of sun since we've been out here. There's been two days to where the suns came out for a decent amount of the mm. day. Actually, there's been one day where it was full sun. Yeah. So one and a half days we've had of sun out here. And it's the curvature of the trees and it's the snow and it's the landscape. And I think just being in, in that, like just seeing that all the way down, it was just such a visual change that mm. I haven't seen for, for so long. And yeah, it was, it was, it was just weird. It struck me as weird. I haven't spent much time thinking about it, but mm-hmm. It was odd. Yeah. But got the gear, came back, and uh, I'm sad that I went in, but I'm glad that I did, if that makes sense. I'm glad that you did, too. Because I think, I think if I waited another day, if the swelling did go all the way around, and then I went to go to the doctor after, I'm pretty sure she would have been like, there's nothing we can do for you. You need to go to the ER. Yeah. Because she said if it goes all the way around, that's immediately to the ER. So she just would have told me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that you went in and caught it in time to actually get medicated and and whatnot. And it's a waiting game yeah. so far today. At least this morning, from what I've seen, it's the best it's been since mm-hmm. since it first started spreading. Mm-hmm. So, what else happened this week? We got the the solar panels. The spider bite. Oh, and where where it came from? Probably wood. Yeah, we have no idea. Probably, like, might have been stacking wood and it was on my boot and then went into my boot and I put it on to walk. And... Yeah. Because there, there's not an exact moment where I realized I got bit. I yeah. was literally walking and I felt the abrasion. So it might have even been before. Yeah, it probably was before. I don't remember getting bit. I was thinking, like, oh, he was probably in your boots, but that's what happens to scorpions in the desert. But we, it's not like that out here. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else happened. I feel like there's just been a lot of problem solving and a lot of good food. That's been a really great positive. We're doing really well with cooking and using all the things that we have and eating so good. I think we're getting better with the power, even though we did have the low power. But the reason why the power got so low, one, is we're experiencing our first cold, like cold, cold overnight. Like... Like, it'll be negative three, I think, tomorrow night. Right. And tonight, it I mean, last night, it got down to seven degrees. Mm-hmm. And the wood stove is awesome. You woke up around two in the morning, mm-hmm. stoked it. I woke up around five, got it going again. It was There was still ashes. There was still heat coming from it both times. I think yours was mm-hmm. fairly good. But when it comes to the power, the batteries got cold enough to bring the voltage down. Yeah. We were watching the percentage very well. And we went from... What was it? We got it up to 39% to 30% and that 9% with no sun. And we weren't getting any uh, power in a lot of that because that's when the panels were completely covered. Yeah. So that 9% lasted us, did you say about six days? Yeah. About that much. Yeah. And right now we're actually bringing power in on this overcast day. We're bringing in like 110 watts. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting, point is, I think we're getting better with our power preservation. Yeah. Like we're learning what to do like having my laptop on right now for audio only is bothering me now yeah because it's like that's power going away but there's nothing i can really do Mm -hmm. because i need to record the audio right um so i I think that's been a shift and a change this week to where we're really understanding the power consumption and how to really make it work and right now we're actually up to 56 percent. we went ahead and ran that bonus I was like, damn it, I got a spider bite, I got this propane tank, we're running this whole thing. But so far we still haven't been able to empty a total tank because it's so cold out here, the tanks freeze and the generator um, cuts power. Yeah. So, we still have, we don't have any propane tanks that are empty yet. Mm-hmm, that's good. What else? Just good food, I mean, my first... Taco seasoning in my life. Yep. I didn't realize it was you? just spices. <laughs> I didn't. What do you mean? I wrote this in the newsletter and I was like, people are going to think I'm an idiot. Because when, when, <laughs> when I think of like taco seasoning, I thought it was like, just like t- tomato paste <laughs> with like a couple, couple herbs in it. Like I didn't realize you could just take 
common spices and make it into taco season. I thought you had to have like rendered down tomatoes or something that was more intricate. I didn't realize how simple it was. I think that's like such a common theme with cooking that people don't realize how simple things are. Like you can make your own anything. I'm proud of you. It tastes so good. I prefer what you were putting together than a taco packet from the store. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. I'll have to perfect that. You did that. such a good job. No, it, I mean, right now we're facing the ground beef mountain, which it's not a bad thing. The burgers we've had are astounding. Mm-hmm. So we've been eating burgers where we take your sourdough loaf, cut that into slices, throw that on the wood stove for toasted buns. Then we cook um, burgers in the wood stove on mm-hmm. the grate that Wes made. And they're so good. They're so good. Delicious. And we're doing tacos with ground beef. So I think... And I'm looking forward to meatloaf, but I do want to turn like our the like our old bread, probably that butt right now that we're not... We might not eat that. I'd love to turn that into breadcrumbs so we can integrate that into like a meatloaf in the Dutch oven. Mm. That could be really good. That would be astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, food, food's been going well. I feel, I, I feel like we have a ton of food. Um, the wood has been going quick with this yeah. cold weather, but I don't think that that's an issue because worst case scenario, we could always order more of the kiln dried stuff. We can start using more of the smaller stuff as well. Yeah. Just maintain throughout the day, have our warm clothes on, just keep it decent in here and then overnight really stack it. I mean, we'll, we'll still figure that out. And the only thing I can think of this week, and we can report on it next podcast, as long as my leg hasn't fallen off, um, no Tech Tuesdays. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that. Explain what No Tech Tuesdays. Um, is. so I used to I used to take a day or two off of like all tech, social media, computer phones, like a few years ago, and it felt so amazing, and so. The idea was to kind of integrate that into this winter as well. And so we chose a day that would work for both of us in regards to work and um, filming, editing, all that kind of stuff. And um, we chose Tuesdays. So Tuesdays we are doing, well, Chris has coined it as No Tech Tuesdays. And so (laughs) (laughs) we will not have our phone, like we will not open our phone or our computer, anything techie. The only thing that we are allowing ourselves um, is to film. Which, like, I mean, technically, I guess that's technology, but it's also our livelihood. <laughs> well, it's not like we can't consume. We can't consume. We can't connect with people. We can't, um, like, have any sort of, like, outside uh, communication with anybody either. Right. So it's just filming if we want to on those days. So that starts tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be our chore day, too. Composting toilet, water run, hair, probably yeah. showers. Yeah. Cleaning the bus, reading. Like, I think... I'm going to start knitting. I'm going to make bread, cook stuff, chores. Like, I feel like, yeah, I'm just really excited about it because I think that so much, like, so much of what we do, not just us, but I think everybody, it's just second nature to open your phone and start scrolling. Or when you have some downtime, you go on to shorts or TikTok or reels or whatever, just to like make your mind go. And I think that even just one day a week of cutting all of that out is going to feel really good. And it's going to kind of help, um, I guess help like kind of reset mentally and physically too. And maybe we can even move to two days a week at some point, right? Maybe I can. You can. Yeah. I think it's going to be very hard for me to do no tech Tuesdays. I need to, you need to, I need to text the team right now and be like, okay, I'm trying this new thing. I won't be able to reach any of you. I think it'll be really good for you though. If you need anything, tell me right now. Cause I won't have my phone tomorrow. I was going to say the lot, the last time, um, that I did a long stint of no no technology it was actually up here. I brought the van up here and it was for four days that I didn't turn my phone on or use my computer at all. And it was absolutely incredible. The days felt so long. I got so much accomplished. 
Like I worked on the land and I cleared out a little space by the river. That's why we can get water right now because it was over those four days that I just grabbed my little handsaw and cleared all of that out. It took forever. It took two two days to do that. You need to get yourself a Makita chainsaw electric. No, I wanted to do it by hand. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> hey, just because you're having a stressful day. I am doing fine. I think you're the one that's more stressed than I am. But no, that was the last time that I did it for a long period of time and it was so amazing and yeah, I just, it feels really good to be like connected to just what's happening around you. I, I haven't experienced that. Ever? <laughs> well, when we did Lost Twin Lakes, remember that six mile trip back in the middle of nowhere that I did with you? I do. I didn't have any service out there, babe. Yeah, good job, babe. (laughs) This will be the first time doing it (laughs) with service just around the corner. Yeah. Without being able to fish all day, too. What are you going to do? I have no idea. Luckily, you get to figure it out and you get to do things that don't involve your phone. It'll Mm. feel great, I'm sure. Speaking of my phone, we have a couple questions where we end today's podcast. Oh, okay. Angie Smith, is there plans to make a grocery run or do you think you have enough with what you brought? Where does four months of dog food get to be stored during this time? That was a big order just for the fur babies. So, grocery store run already happened. Already happened because somebody had to go to the hospital. Yep. But um, there wasn't like a large restock with that run. The goal with this whole thing was to be fully prepared as far as food. So, um, I think maybe a lot of people more so on your channel, they haven't seen us prepare throughout the last few months. There is a video coming up, I think, touching on some of what we did. But over on my channel, there are multiple videos of us canning food. So we have a lot of home canned food. And then there's also a root cellar here that I dug and um, harvested a bunch of root crops from my mom's garden that she so graciously allowed me to harvest and take up here for us. And so we have a lot of really wonderful root crops. And then, of course, we have uh, frozen meat and whatnot and a lot of different other items. And we're making sprouts every week and homemade bread, sourdough bread. So we have a great variety. And the plan is to have everything and be completely self-sustaining, like self-sustaining throughout the winter. So no grocery runs at all, unless maybe there's another emergency visit, which hopefully that doesn't happen. That that was the plan. Um like I said, we, we when we first were playing this, we had a built-in two-week period that we were going to have because we knew that there was going to be grocery items. We knew there was going to be small mm-hmm. things that we just didn't think about. Ice scrapers, for example. Hopefully that serves as <clears throat> everything that we needed. Ladders breaking. Like, right. Who, who knows what's going to be next? Um, how are you guys feeling about the experience so far? And this is from Elaine. How are you guys feeling about the experience so far? And would you two do this again? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Go ahead. I absolutely love it. I, this is like, this is wonderful. I love it so much. There are things that, um, like when I think about, like I, I love this experience. I also crave a little bit more of a like survival-ish challenge which I can do complete like I can go out and do that which I do plan to but I think what creates it like um of course we still have to work and so our biggest challenge has been solar if we didn't have to work or if we could just take these few months completely off and live it'd be so easy I think don't you think so but it's been so fun to problem solve together. It's been so fun to like integrate both of the, our homes. It's been fun to learn all these new skills like cooking on the fire, learning about the solar in the winter. It's been so fun to like learn about the land and hike and experience the, the snow. Like it's beautiful and fun and I'm loving it. Same. Um, the night before I went into the doctor, I was just saying how this has been probably the most overall fun experience that I've had. I've done cool shit, studying abroad, barrier reef, skiing the Alps, backpacking South America, yada, yada, yada. But this is like, and this is what I was telling you, it's like this is the most internal fun to where I purely enjoy it than like anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely enjoying it. Um, would you do it again? Absolutely. 
I mean, we're already talking about what we'd change for next year or right. things that we'd want to integrate. I think that was one of the big things that made made me so sad about the spider bite and the idea of leaving was that if it does get bad, then I'd be done. Yeah. Like, if it gets bad enough to where I have to be in the hospital for a little bit, which, if it is a brown recluse and shit happens with these things, like, I would be so sad. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's another reason why it sucked leaving, because it's, like, the reality of that. Um, do you have to insulate your roof? What do you use? So, I have spray foam insulation on my roof. I don't know if this applies to you. I have 3M Thinsulate. I love it. Yeah, and the spray foam closed cell has been working pretty well for me. And that's from uh, <clears throat> Heath Outside. Heath Outside, that sounds familiar. I'll have to check out your profile right now. We're in the middle of the Q&A. Um, Gloria, are, you, are the unexpected things seen as opportunities to learn something new? Setbacks, both. I think both of us have the mindset that, like, any sort of... Um, issue or problem to solve is, is an opportunity to learn. I think that's actually how we've gotten here in life <laughs> is like that outlook on, on issues or problems that arise. So I, I think so. I, I mean, the, the spider bite, that's maybe feels like a little bit more of a setback or like a negative because it's completely out of your control and it takes you out of what you want to be doing. But at the same or, time, it's like, it's making this experience what it is. Of sure. course, I don't want it. Yeah. Of course, I would prefer not to have the idea of my leg literally rotting. <laughs> but it's like, it is what it is. That's the experience that we're having out here. All I can do is take that and make the best of it. And that's what I've been preaching for so long. But it's my default. Of course, I'm pissed off when I'm trying to elevate it. And I hit my funny bone with my phone because I'm trying to find it. And it's just like, this is bullshit. But it's part of the experience, mm -hmm. you know? I think this is kind of a random little tangent, but I do think um, that there's, like, beauty in having both of those emotions. I just kind of dove into this the other day. I was watching a YouTube video about emotions and whatever, relationship stuff, and um, they talked about, like, these... Basically, that you... Having a fully optimistic... Sorry, was I too close to that? No. But basically having, like, a fully optimistic kind of like false optimism can be kind of damaging in in a few ways as far as only looking at the bright side of things can be quite invalidating to like the other emotions that you feel when um, things go wrong or when you hit problems or whatever it may be and that you you can very much feel both and I love that because like in that situation you can feel pissed off or you can be like disappointed that this happened and also make the best of it and that it doesn't have to be like, oh, let's look on the bright side every single time. It's like, yeah, we can feel disappointed. We can feel like struggle and those things are so real. And on top of that, you can feel both. Like you can feel like, okay, this is a really wonderful learning experience. And this is just what it is. And this makes the experience what it is, you know? I agree. And I do fully realize that <clears throat> out of the millions of people that lived before us and currently living if my biggest issue is I have to elevate my foot for a bite and I hit my elbow on a very expensive phone I think I'm doing okay like there's still medical attention down the road like I think and this is kind of going back to your point like that that is true like it's all in the way you look at it and I can you know be frustrated about it but I, I guess the the phone thing was more an example of just how Every little small thing so far this morning has been a little, mm -hmm. it's been a little interesting, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I need to start working on that more. <laughs> Ruben, is that your property? I can talk about it. Mm -hmm. So the property that we are on has been a piece of family property forever since I can remember. So when I was a little girl, before I even... Like the, the land has, we, so we call this the land. The land has always been a part of my life. I'm the youngest of four kids though. So when I was really little and the boys were quite young, my mom and dad um, looked at these properties out here and it was so wild and it was very much like in the wilderness at that point that there was no way to access it. There was no road, nothing. And so they actually had to park quite a ways outside and walk into what we now call the land. 
And so they ended up purchasing three lots back in the day. And this was where we would come up here to tent camp. So there was like a little fire ring that that my parents made and my mom over the years just like collected a bunch of leaves and cleared out a small area and that's where we would pitch our tent. And so we'd come up here and play in the river and tent camp with uh, the family of six that we had and it was so fun. And then down the road, uh, my dad built what we called the shed and that was on our middle lot. And so the shed is just a very simple like Adirondack type um, shed. We It is not considered a cabin but it is just wood and there's a wood burner in the middle of it, like a wood burning stove and these little planks that would fold down. And that then became our, um, camping little house shed thing, you know, no electricity, no water, nothing like that. And so we were able to then camp up here in the winters and it was amazing and something that I absolutely took for granted at that point in my life. And it's weird how life works that way. I huh? know. Right. And over the years, um, my parents did sell two of the other lots. And so we are on our last third lot that is not built on at all. And it's, it's in this really beautiful high ground. And yeah, so um, it belongs to my mom. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Candy, Linnea, how long did it take you to bake your bread? Total. So the actual baking process was just under an hour, but <laughs> making sourdough bread takes um, quite a long time, especially if you're a beginner, it can feel quite um, extensive, but once you kind of get the hang of it, it's it's really quite easy. So the whole process usually takes about um, a day and a half if you're you know using an oven much quicker than that. So there's like creating the starter, which is just best when you just have starter. Like right now I just have starter. I set it out when I want to make bread. And then I use a day of prep and allow my bread to do like a bulk fermentation process. And then when it is ready, then I go through the baking of it, which now I'm doing that in a Dutch oven. So then that takes more time because I have to create a fire with good coals. And once the bread is in the Dutch oven covered in coals, it takes about 45 minutes. And I will be doing um, a dedicated video to the entire process of how I make sourdough bread. So that will be coming up. And your channel will be linked at the top of the description of this video. Tony, do you guys have any regrets so far? And if you could change anything, what would it be? I don't have any regrets. I regret getting bit by this damn spider. Yeah. Would you change anything? Yes, I would not get bit by the spider. Anything else? Um, all I'm thinking of is like different bus systems. I think the only thing I would change instead of doing 30 amp, I would have had a 50 amp plug installed so we can, because basically our max right now is 3000 Watts coming in. If I had 50 amp, we could bump that up to 6,000 because that generator is a 15,000 watt generator. That's the one thing I would change. Just if we needed power just double it like just crank that bad boy up pump the sock batteries up that's the only thing i would change yeah i wish that i had more time to um to be with my wood stove before being up here full time because i wish that i would have installed some more fans on the flu because somebody had said that you can get fans that fit around the flu and that would be really nice. And also some more fans up top to push the air down. So I wish that I had some more time to really like dial in my system for the van. Um, and I, I mean, if there was anything like that I could change, it would be that we don't even need like energy at all <laughs> to, these, to charge these, stuff. These but. laptops and these camera batteries sure do love power. They do. Um, Michelle, do you... Do you protect your vehicle batteries from freezing? And if so, how are you doing so? So I'll answer this one sure. real quick. Um, Linnea starts her van once a week. I start the car once a week. I'm glad I did that because I was able to get out of here and the car started and it went right over the snow and I was out of here. Um, with the bus, it's actually inside. Uh, I have the bus battery inside and I also have the generator battery inside. I, did I leave that right there? I think I brought it in. If not, I need to grab it. Um, so just, just to keep them warm, um, Michelle, this is the last question on Facebook. We have one more on Instagram and sure. we're done. Um, are you considering training others how to do this in the future? Training? Mm-hmm. 
living off grid in the winter in your school bus <laughs> or camper van? There are a lot of questions coming in about that kind of stuff, and people are really loving everything that they're learning from us. I I think that would be really hard to do just because I think sharing through videos what we're learning is probably the best way. So if people want that information, they can find it. But um, I think everybody's setup is going to be so different and everybody's experience and what they want from it is going to be so different. I don't think as many people would. Well, I don't want to say that. I was going to say as there may not be as many people that need as much power as we do. Yeah, but that's I true. think if people like their Netflix at the end of the day. Yeah. And they have a job where they need super, super fast internet all the time. Maybe. I mean, the Starlink only pulls 50, 40, 50 watts. But it, that's a lot for what we're doing. True. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think everybody's setup is going to be so different. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're definitely learning a lot. We are. Maybe, maybe a Skillshare course. Who knows? Um... Mama Moon, what are the most, what are you most, one, nervous, two, excited about being back in the woods? I think that one's easy. I'm not nervous at all. Same. I'm excited. I'm excited to be out here. Very last question. KB for peace. We'll change this for both of us. Because wait, what? I'll I'll phrase this in a way for both of us. Because it says at the very beginning, you seem like a goal-oriented, disciplined guy. So I'm going to change this to you both seem like you're sure. goal-oriented and disciplined. Because I feel like you are too. Is it hard for you to slow down, slash create new routines? Last question of the day. Go ahead. I think for me, if it's proven that it is a valuable or better routine, then I will absolutely take it on. If it's a routine, somebody says, well, you got to charge your crystals at 6 a.m. because it does X, Y, and Z, and I don't see the results of that, it's very hard for me to do that routine. Where if somebody says, first thing you do when you wake up is drink a glass full of water and then take a mile walk and you're going to feel more focused the rest of the day, and if I try that and I feel it, then yes, I will do that routine. I, I just need more fact-based internal feelings that it actually worked or is a better routine than what I'm doing. As far as the slowing down, I don't feel like you, I don't feel like your intention out here at all is to slow down though. You're actually amping up your workload and you're kind of hustling even more. Mm -hmm. So that's not really a part of what you're doing, correct? I think that a lot of the prep was a bit of a slowdown in terms of work to where it was more physical real world stuff where it was a slowdown for the online stuff because there'd be days where i would work for two hours in the morning there might be stuff that pops up might have meetings here and there there might be stuff there might there might have been stuff i needed to do but by and large i was pretty much done very early in the morning we would just do whatever we wanted for the rest of the day and it was prepping or exploring or fishing or doing whatever we we're doing where I was putting a lot of the online stuff off to get to this point to focus on it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be interesting once it gets to mid-January, early February, where that balance goes back to. Yeah. Because I have a lot, like there, there's a lot going on with the tiny home tour side of things, starting up my own vlog again. The shop just made a couple big purchases, mm -hmm. a couple big projects coming in. So there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. On in, in my world. How, how about yourself? Um, right now I do feel like I'm still playing catch up with work, but, um, as far as the slowing down piece, I think that question is interesting because I have been working on slowing down now for probably three years. Um, because I do feel really pulled into like hustle culture and the like discipline and goals of things. And, um, I think that that can be really valuable, and I also think that it can be really exhausting in a way that I don't find valuable for my own life because I've done it for so long and I've done it in very extreme ways. And so I am still working on listening to my body and listening to my brain and like learning what it means for me to slow down. And I think that what I'm working mostly on is um, 
like rather than having routine that I follow every single day to a T, it's more of like a flow of what I need at that time. So there might be a few days in a row where I sleep in until eight o'clock, which has felt horrible to me in the past, but that is worth getting the sleep for my health in many different ways. Um, and then when I feel like getting up at five or when I'm like, okay, I'm ready to really like bust out this project. That's kind of the next part of my like flow with my routine is like, okay, now I feels really good to wake up at five. It feels really good to like just spend five hours in a row editing. And so that's me working on slowing down is listening to what I need at that time and being less rigid with my own expectations and my own routines. You think I need a little dose of that medicine? I think that you cannot tell anybody what they need as far as um, slowing down a routine because I didn't know that until I dove deep into um, yogic philosophy Hmm. and reading about the differences of the, like the Western hustle culture and um, the differences in other parts of the world and what they believe in and how we're taught to do different things and how we're taught that like a lot of material belongings and wealth and that that's success and where that that's not taught in other places, but we're just like born into believing those things. And so it's hard. It's really hard for me to like take everything that I've learned in different um, ways of thinking and integrate that in a way that feels good for my life. But I don't think that you can tell anybody like you need to slow down or you need a different routine or you shouldn't think that that's successful. It's just like what you learn and what feels good to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you thrive off that stuff and it's amazing. Like, you know, you thrive off what, what stuff, like what, what aspect of it do you feel as though I thrive on? You thrive on, um, reaching the goals and feeling success in the ways that you feel are successful. Like you love your business. You've said from the moment that we start that like that, that is your fun is business. Mm -hmm. And so that's what gets you going. That's what like motivates you is working on all these different aspects and building all these different aspects up like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think that, uh, like, I, I guess this goes into a larger question we're talking about being off grid. Maybe, maybe this could be a separate one, but what, <laughs> what does success look like? Because for me, the success looks like being able to be out here all winter mm-hmm. and still have income coming in, still working on progress or uh, projects. It's not the material possessions. It's not the money that comes in from it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just think there's an interesting conversation there. Yeah, I think so too. Because I wonder if there's a difference and this is, you know, the, the blue zones where people live longer. They thought it was food. They thought it was wealth of the country. They thought it was GDP. What it really came down to was the more support you have in your older age, the healthier you're going to be and the longer you'll live. That's what that study concluded, at least from the research that I saw and listened to in a podcast where I wonder if within our culture here being that we don't have that safety net really like money is your safety net. Like you can't guarantee, like it doesn't seem like it's part of the culture so much to have that family unit. Like once you run out of money, like do you go to a nursing home? How, how do you pay for the nursing home? Like what, what is your future safety net here versus other cultures to where that's not an important thing, but podcast for another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's all the questions. Any last thoughts? You're going to sing us out on the Kalumba? No, no, not this time. Maybe I'll get a Christmas song ready for next time. You're going to keep the people waiting? Yeah. Smart move. I know. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, hopefully my leg's better next time and I'm not in the hospital. Okay, bye. <laughs>